broadcasting around the world. Around the world. You're listening to the Mike Drop Club. Hosted by Douglas Hammond Diche. Message received. Message received. You do not need to know what you need. What you need. Just engage with the podcast feed. Just engage with the podcast feed. Providing weekly insights into cool stuff we've read, saw, did, or heard about what made us say, wow, eureka, damn, nothing is off limits. If it motivates and inspires you to reach your goals, then it shall be discussed. Featuring guest interviews from high performers and people of influence and weekly awards for the best mic drop moment. This podcast is guaranteed to leave you pumped up for the week ahead. Don't just live life. Make life boom. How you guys doing out there? Another day, another challenge we have to overcome in life. This marks the third in a series of podcasts that we're doing in collaboration with Lee Joyce Competition Jiu-Jitsu Champion. Or champion in the making. He's a champion anyway. So... The last show, is we, he broke down in terms of when does the student outgrow the teacher, which was a phenomenal podcast. For anyone who didn't listen, didn't listen to that, go back, find it, rewind it, and play it back. When does the student outgrow the teacher, and how do you process that? What do you do when you're in that situation? So Lee was very open. He was very candid. He broke it down, his own experiences, you know, and that 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 gave me so many nuggets of wisdom in terms of you shouldn't be afraid of growing. You shouldn't be afraid of understanding that you've outgrown your environment. That's all. That's in fact how you're born, isn't it? Yeah. A baby doesn't come out the womb unless they realize there's no more room in the womb, right? If they start kicking the mother and all that kind of stuff. So I, that's where I visualize what Lee was saying. You know, it's never to disrespect um, his training cap that he came from. It was just to understand that where he was in in, in, in his life, um, he needed to, for him to progress, he needed to make tough decisions. And that sometimes means changing your teacher. Okay, so no. Lee, how are you doing? You right? Douglas, good to see you again. Good, good to speak to you again. Indeed, so. Oh, I'm happy. I'm always happy when I see you because I know I'm left with something that I can build with for the rest of the week. <laughs> I'm just listening out for them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And it's like a therapy session for me as well. You know, it's nice to share and, and get things off my chest as well. Good, good, good. My, you know, my trigger figures, my trigger finger is always on that. Um, <laughs> mic drop button when you speak. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So I, I, I need to use it sparingly. So sprinkle them around, yeah? Or it's going to sound like we're in World War Three or something like that. <laughs> yeah, so um, today I wanted to um, talk to you about, you know, this is like during the COVID, we're still in that COVID, although the world, the planet, we're coming out of it slowly, yeah? There's, there's certain lessons that we need to address. And the first one is all about, Motivation. How do you remain motivated within this space, Lee? Sure. So, um, you know, everything has an end date. You know, nothing nothing goes on forever. Um, talking about it, like we, we spoke about it briefly last week, um, there's a difference between motivation and drive. You know, when you have your, um, or when I have my, um, my mind on a goal, focused on a goal, that's, that's all that there really is. You know, I've got, I've got this picture in my head. So there's, there's a number of ways to look at things, but when I look at a specific goal or my, my specific goal, 
I look at it as, um, so I, I visualize the goal in my head, but then I have uh, a load of branches coming off of the, off of the um, primary goal. And those branches will have other things that I want in my life. So, for instance, you know, I'm aiming to be, um, to accomplish some really big things in the jiu-jitsu world. Yeah. Once I accomplish them, then that will give me the um, standing to mm-hmm. be where I want in other areas of my life. So the, the drive is always there. You know, some days I wake up and I'm not motivated, you know, like especially through this time, it, it's been quite challenging. Um you know, so I've had to really motivate myself. Um, but I just keep, even on the down days, I just keep the, you know, like, yeah, <clears throat> it's like this, Douglas, you know, I, I mean, for me, we've, we've, when I explain to people how they live their life, you know, so we've been built into a system that was pretty much meant to fail, you know, like you're, you're, you're put into a system to, to work, to pay your taxes, to feed whoever, whoever the hell is up top, right? Mm. Now, once you get locked into that system, it can be very difficult to, to, to get out of. So my, um, the start of my professional life, I worked in sales. I was in offices. Um, I was unhappy with my job. Mm. I used to smoke cigarettes. I used to drink alcohol. I took drugs occasionally. And, you know, I thought, I'm just not happy, you know, and I had all this promise of this, this big money, um, in front of me. And I just sort of analyzed my life and I thought, you know, I could work forever for all of this money, but am I ever going to really be happy? You know? Mm -hmm. So for me, it was making the choice of, um, doing what you're supposed to do or being happy. So, when it comes to happiness, um, it can be very hard. And I, I, I understand, uh, I can totally get where it can be extremely difficult for people. And they're like, you know, I, what else am I going to do? Like I'm stuck in this position. But my answer is this, if you're unhappy, you're living your life, you're already dead. Wow. You know, yeah. Yeah. So what's the point, you know? So for me, I am prepared to risk everything to, to, to be happy, you know? So that motivation comes from, from that. You, you, know? you need to say that again in terms of risk everything to be what? Okay, guys, everybody ready? Atomic <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> you know, that's something that I've not heard framed like that in a very, very long time. Risk everything to be happy because it's like a contradiction. Just the fact that you're risking makes people anxious, worried, yeah. fearful. Yeah, you're introducing a lot of um, damaging thoughts into you by just, by just by putting a risk, adding a risk factor in there. <laughs> but, but, but you're saying, but the ending of the sentence is the most profound one. Risk everything. To be, to be happy. happy. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, that's brilliant. Well, you know, like the, when you look at um, religious practices, for instance, mm-hmm. um, I'm not, I don't um, personally believe in religion. I believe in God. Um, but with, um, you know, so, but when I look at certain religions, there are things that I take from each one that are, um, 
you know, are good. Um, and when you look at like Buddhism, for instance, you know, like their whole thing is about, um, or, or like the, the yoga uh, gurus and yes. things, their whole thing or spirituality, any of these, they're, they're all about, um, letting go, Yeah, you know, not forcing things and just letting things be. And honestly, you know, I've found it with, um, <clears throat> Um, we'll, we'll branch onto the finances as yeah, well, but yeah, even sure. with like with money. So, if I'm ever really trying to um, be tight with money, not not managing money, but being tight, being holding on, it's mine. I need to keep yes. it. Then I find that I struggle with money. So, I'm talking about if you've ever had debts that you owe, or you know, people you need to pay, friends that have helped you out, whatever. If that has ever you've ever been in that position, you have to give. Even if it's going to leave you skint, you have to give it back. And I promise, once you give it all back, it will come back to you. Yes. You know? Yeah. But when you try to hold on to it, it's like, oh, where's the pennies? We're, we're struggling now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. My, my dad always told me that money runs away from people who don't know how to use it to people exactly. that know how to use it. That's why sometimes payday, and I was guilty of this as a, as a youngster, sometimes I still like that. You know, I get a comfort shop. As soon as I get paid, I'm like, wow, how quickly can I get, get rid of this money? <laughs> so money runs away from people who don't know how to use it and towards people that know how to use money. And I think what you're saying there, it's also true. The principles that you're alluding to that, in, that you get it from yoga, um, um, and other Eastern philosophies, whereby you put everything out there as well. Oh, good. So in terms of how you've embraced that in your own life, your own life journey, was it something that you done easily? It's something that you took to straight away or was it something that you had to learn the hard way? Oh, damn, I broke it. Uh, Let me build myself back up. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is hard. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, um, the last year, the last two years, they've been the biggest growth in, in my life. Mm. They've been the hardest two years of my life. Also the best, you know, like I've had some really like good things, really positive things happen, but they've been just, just so hard because every time I've had something in front of me where I'm stepping up to the next level in my life, I've had to sacrifice something for it you know, and it hurts every single time, you know, mm. but I've had the choice of sitting there and continuing with my life, which, you know, I, I'd probably say 90%, maybe more of the population do, you know, mm. just like, okay, I'm comfortable here. I'm, I'm going to live here. Yeah. Or I've gone, no, you know, like I'm still not there. I need to, to go here. And, you know, I don't, um, I'd never, um, so when it comes to friendship or relationships or things like that, I am the sort of person. So I had a message from someone that I trained jujitsu with before, and um, it, she branched onto the um, situation that had happened with with my old training, um, training coach. Yeah, yeah, and she said, you know, um. I can't remember the context of the message um, completely, but she, she basically said that Lee, like, so what happened was I scheduled a call with her and then I didn't call because I was so knackered from training. I, I passed out and then she, she messaged me the next day and said, Oh, Lee, where's, 
where was the message? Mm. So, uh, oh, where was the call? I said, I'm so sorry. Like, and she said, no, Lee, do you know what? You have your priorities. She said, I know what your priorities are and you never have to explain yourself to me. She said, because I class you as a true friend and I know that if I ever needed you, mm. you would be there, yeah. you know? And honestly, that is the person I am, you know? So sometimes you, you have to be, uh, you know, some people might look at me and be and, and think that I'm selfish or think that, um, you know, uh, well, Lee's just does what he wants to do and stuff. But all I can say is this, yeah, like I'm being selfish to be selfless, you know, because once, once I get to a place in my life where I'm able to give back and I'm happy in, in, in myself completely, then I will, I will do that. And in the meantime, any friendship that I have, just because I'm not there day to day or week to week or even month to month, if any one of my friends called me and um, was in need, you know, morally, financially, however, mm. I would help. Yeah, you know? I, 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 I can see that about you. I can see that about you. And I've, uh, my trigger finger was in the wrong place. So, <laughs> <laughs> And I'm, I'm doing these as well as Marcus when people listen back because... You cannot just get away with saying something as profound as um being was it selfish to be selfless. Yeah, that's what you're saying. So that that is that's powerful. And typically, people just say self-preservation is the key. <laughs> Gloria Gaynor, <laughs> I will survive, and all that kind of stuff. But you said yeah. to be selfless, selfish, to be selfless. What do you mean by the selfless bit? By the selfless. Yeah, is that what you said. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So. You know, at the moment, I've got to, um, so I have my sights on being a champion, a world champion, a European champion, a um, however far I can go. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm 34 years old. In speaking logically, realistically, I've got four years of my athletic career to do this. Mm. You know, I've luckily trained jiu-jitsu long enough and I'm good enough and I'm confident enough to um, know that I can do it in that time. Yes. But in that time to accomplish these things, it doesn't take, um, you know, an ounce of me, 90% of me, 99% of me. It takes everything, you know, everything mm. I've got. Mm. So I'm, I'm breaking myself to, to, to get to where I, where I get to, which means sometimes I don't have the energy to see people. Um, sometimes I don't, you know, um, yeah, like the social side of things can be yeah. a bit off. I arrange things. I have the best intentions sometimes to meet people. And then, you know, they might call me and I'm like, mate, <laughs> I'm dead. You know, I'm knackered. I'm sorry. Um, you know, the real people, the true people, they, they understand this. Um, I think anyone that is sort of a truly good person or, or a genuine person, a friend will never tell you, um, oh, like, well, well, why haven't you called me? Or, you know, friends um, understand that people have their own lives, you know, and they're there if you need them, you know. So um, I just know as uh, as a human being, you know, that the, we've spoke about mindset being the most important thing and happiness. You have to be happy, you know, because if you're not happy in your own life, anyone else that you meet in your life, you're going to spill onto them. Yeah, spill it. So, mm. yeah. So you need to, you need to be happy. And I'm, I'm happy. I'm a happy person, but I'm not, 
fulfilled. You know, like I, I don't think, uh, again, it's quite a complex com um, topic because I don't believe you're ever going to get to that place where you're going to get to and then you're going to be like, oh, I'm here now. Mm. I'm happy. Now I can relax. That place doesn't exist. So forget that for a start. Yeah. You've, you've just got to get to a point where you're happy in your life, you know, as, as in um, you've got a degree of comfort. You've got to stay uncomfortable. Yeah. So you still got to be. So you got the hunger. Yeah, so you have the hunger. Yeah, yeah. have the hunger, yeah. But you've got to set yourself up so that you're financially and mentally in a stable position. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Lee, you talked about visualisation at the beginning. Do mm -hmm. you, and there are degrees of visualisation, right? And yeah. the example I'm going to use whereby somebody that's very binary, zeros and ones, can visualise maybe things in black and white. Yeah. yeah. And somebody mm -hmm. that's a truly visual, it's a spectrum, yeah? They yep. might view their successes or their losses in like 4K. Glorious yeah, yeah, 4K, yeah. yeah. So how visual are you in terms of the detail? Can you actually see, smell, taste the victory or anything that you're going after? Yeah, completely. So visualization is one of the most important things you can do. Um, the tips that I can give people for this. One would be, um, so let me explain it very, on a very um, basic level. Um, but if you go into like quantum physics or quantum mechanics, so there's a, a thing where they say in science that if you were to, for instance, look at a, a speck on the table that wasn't there mm -hmm. and you continuously focused and tried to look for this speck, so it might appear. So if you look hard enough, you know, you might not see something, but then all of a sudden you start to see it mm. and it comes. So what's happened is you've just created something out of nothing. This is what they say is the, the quantum um, mechanics, yes. right? Or quantum physics. Mm -hmm. or, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. I think you're on point. <laughs> yeah. It's quantum. Something. It's quantum I'm physics. Sure I'm sure it is. Yeah. But with visualization, it's like anything, you know, <laughs> people need to understand the power of your mind because how does anything happen? You know, if you think, um, I want to be, I don't know, I want to be a salesman, mm -hmm. you know, and you have no, no education, no, um, idea how to sell, but you keep thinking, I want to be a salesman. I want to be a salesman. I want to be a salesman. And you keep thinking that over and over for two, three years. Yeah. What's going to happen? Yeah. That guy, However, he's going to do it. He's going to go, he's going to take the steps. He's going to end up in that job yeah, sooner yeah, or later. Yeah. Right? So with my visualization, I, you know, there's, when it comes to something like, um, like a really big dream. So something that is like really hard to get, mm. you can't just visualize it. Mm. You have to see it. You have to smell it. Yeah. You have to feel it. You have to have all of those emotions. So I've had um, visualizations when um, I, the, the strongest one that I've ever had was when I um, put my dog to sleep and I came home that day. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I was in shock or, or whatnot, but I stood in my bathroom, I closed my eyes and I had this, um, it was like, yeah, watching a video in 4K, you yeah. know, seeing myself winning 
a world championship, standing there like torn and battered and, mm. you know, and I, I went into a cold sweat, like come over me yeah. and, I, you know, and so, yeah, like I, I, you have to feel it and you have to realize that these things take, take time. I've been doing this. I've been visualizing for six, seven years, you know, the most, one of the best times to do it. So when you go to sleep, just before you go to sleep. So, um, there's, so there's parts of your mind that go to other places when you go to sleep. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what people tend to do, most people before they go to sleep is they close their eyes and they think about the day or think about the week and they go through all the problems and they try and problem solve. What, what about worst thing you can do, right? Because mm. before you go to sleep, when just before you're, you're about to, about to drift off into sleep, it's the most um, powerful time to materialize your thoughts. So wow. if you're sitting there visualizing wow. what you want, yeah. And then just before you drift off, you're, you're creating that in your mind, you fall asleep. That is the most powerful time to do your visualization. And I do it probably, I haven't actually done it before I sleep for a while, but I would say I do it at least twice a month. Yeah. You know, at wow. least. That's powerful. That's powerful stuff. That's a powerful tip right there for you guys out there. Visualize, have a focused time for visualization opposed to, because I guess we all get thoughts, visualizations, like as we walk, th we can't stop thinking we're human beings, but to have focused thoughts, focused thought and energy on your own direction, where you want to get to in life with intention, with the intention of bringing it into existence, you know, that, that's, that, that is respecting the process as well. And I think when you start respecting the process, you start respecting yourself as well in that journey. You know, um, when you also talked about the, the motivation side of things around the COVID, um, one thing that I wanted to ask you was about, um, do you have the, the, the actual mechanics that you go through to maintain motiva motivation? Because you said it comes and goes, right? Yeah. 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 So do you have anything that you do? any mechanical thing you do, anything you do, like as religion, this is what I do. I wake up in the morning. I have to do these X, Y, and Z type things. And then I build from that. Do you have anything like that so that you can sort of um, minimize the lows? So yeah. So your lowest point is always better than average. Yeah. There's, there's a few things. Um, sleep's important. Rest is definitely important. You know, um, believe it or not, Cold showers. If I am, it's so good for you. Honestly, uh, please, please do me a favor. Tomorrow morning, <laughs> tomorrow morning, yeah, even for ten seconds. But have your hot shower and then just do it because for the first, this is this is, will this will show you because you're going to get in, you're going to hate it. Ten seconds <laughs> jumping around. As soon as you turn it off, the energy is going to rush up your body. All right, listeners, you, you, heard, you heard the challenge from Lee to me um, tomorrow morning. We'll speak about it on the next one. Yeah, we'll speak about it the next one. The warmest part of the morning. <laughs> this is so terrifying. This is terrifying for me. But no, you're shocking the system, I guess. 
shocking the system. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I do that is really, really, really important is to schedule your days. You know, I have visualization boards. Um, I write my um, short-term goals down on them and I write my long-term goals down on another one. Um, when I'm doing my training week, I write my days on every day, what I'm doing on a different yeah, day. Really. And without fail, no matter how I feel, I stick to that schedule. Yeah. You're thinking ink. You know? Put your thoughts down on paper. Yeah. Okay, guys, go. everybody That's ready? That's a big one. Atomic mic drop. That's a, that's a big one because it's so understated about writing down your goals. It's one of the things that people say, I'll get a diary. And most people's diary have probably one entry for the year. <laughs> but um, but you, it's a good way of measuring your progress because, again, we're talking about um, reaching. If you do reach a goal, and I think it alluded, alluded to that earlier, if you reach a goal, you might not A, recognize it if you didn't define what it is. Or you might be pushing when you've already exceeded that which you were planning to do in the first place. Because a lot of people find unhappiness in, in the sense of, why are you rich? You're rich, you've got money and everything else, you should be happy. But it's only because they didn't actually um, write it down in terms of what will it mean when that um, that period of the life is over, that that goal is being met. Meaning, if someone wants to be a millionaire, they should write down, I want a million pounds. Yeah. yeah? Exactly. So when they have a million pounds in their bank... That is the evidence to support the goal. Then it's about yeah. what is the next thing to do. I think some people say, I want to be rich. And then to and layman, they might think you're already rich, depending yeah, on who yeah. you speak to. I think you should be happy, but that person's still not happy because things are not being defined. They're not being written down. They're not being crystallized in any, uh, any shape or form. I, I'm a big, 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 big. Everything that we're suffering from now as a people, everything that, that moves us as a people, all people, all creeds, is based on somebody writing something that's something down on paper. <laughs> yeah, 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 it is. It really Imagine, is. you know, the people out there, America's burning because of people referring back to the Constitution, something that was written down on paper. Yeah. <laughs> you see, so I mean, you, you quoted the Bible, things were written yeah. down on paper or papaya, exactly. whatever the case would be. So the power of writing things down is so, so powerful. The visualization, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. The cold shower, I'm going to do that. This, yeah. this, this, this podcast, like I said, it's rolling because there's so many. You're hitting jabs now. I, I hope you don't switch up the, the, to Southport or something on me because uh, <laughs> I'll be confused. But yeah, there's a there's a lot of things coming out of this. But you also were going to touch upon um, family and relationships in the in the midst sure. of the, the COVID. And you know, everyone knows that because of the distance, two meter distance, people have been affected by. You can't actually reach out and connect to people. So how have you been managing that space? It's been tough for me. Um, you know, God, I mean, so I've, I've been on, I've always sort of been on my own. Um, where I, where I grew up was rough. Um, my, you know, we spoke about, about my dad. So I didn't have the best relationship with my dad. Um, when I was growing up, I didn't really, uh, my, I mean, my mum's an angel, but I didn't really get along with her when I was younger. Um, probably because she was out trying to provide for me and I was out trying to um, figure out who I was. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, I've always been used to being 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 alone. And um, when this sort of you, you know, I, I I formed some really tight relationships in my life in the in the later part of my life. When I went to Barcelona, um, I had to walk away from a, a, a lot of things. So, you know, um, I, when I moved to Barcelona, um, or when I when I went out there, um, like we spoke on the last podcast, once I um, once I'd spoken to Gustavo and he said, "Yeah, you can join the team." Everything was rushed, you know, because I was in. Uh, I wasn't in the best mental place. I'd, I'd come away from uh, a team or a family or my friends that, you know, um, I'd been with for a long time and it, it hurt me. So when I come away from that, um, I also was in a relationship with my girlfriend, Kaylee. And when I came back and I addressed it to her and I said, you know, this is the situation, this is what I've got to do. I probably addressed it in the wrong way or I did address it in the wrong way because I was like, look, I understand if you can't be a part of that, but this is what I have to do. That's why what I should have done is come back and discuss it with her. Right. But I was in, it had been a hell of a tough year for me. Um, when it, I, I was, you know, training for the European championship. And when I went through all the, all of that with him, I just come back and it happened how it happened. Um, so when I, when I moved out to, Barcelona, I went out on my own. You know, I'd walked away from a team that I'd been with for, for a hell of a long time. I had separated from my girlfriend. I'd just got a new um, puppy when, you know, and yeah. so I left him as well. And then all of this happened and I got thrown back here. So coming back here, um, I've had to move back into so when I left I, I also rented my flat out to a friend of mine um, the friend that I rented it out to has had some issues um, he's had issues for a long time we parted friendship because um, because of his issues um, so drug and alcohol problems he went to rehab for a long time came out um, relapsed you know started going through this sort of cycle and he'd been six months clean. And he said to me, oh, I'm looking for a room, Lee, blah, blah, blah. Um, I've only got a certain amount of money. I said, you know what? You can rent my flat. Mm. Fuck the room. Let's get you into a flat. You know, start of a new life. I'm going to go to Barcelona. Let's help each other, right? Mm. So that's what we did. And then when this happened, I had to move back in with him. Wow. <laughs> so- wow. And then that's going to be an epic um, bespoke podcast. You're gonna yes. you're gonna do the, yes. the lessons that I wish that I know there are quite a few. Living with somebody, mm-mm-mm. there's always stories. <laughs> so it's been it's been really tough. And yeah. you know, when I first came back here, I got my head in a place where I suffered a lot of. Um, I'd had to make a lot of sacrifices. I had my head in jujitsu and. Uh, I just started to feel like, because my training was getting good there now, and I, and I thought, you know, I'm just in a place where I can feel the pressure releasing. Mm. And then I'm back. And I'm like, I don't want to go through this again because now I'm, I'm reforming bonds, which I'd, Severed. you know, sort of put to, 
Um, you severed them. You cut them off. Yeah, yeah in, a, in a sense, yeah. for, for a while, or, you know, and, and then, yeah, and I'm back. So now, um, I've, I mean, me and Kaylee, we're sort of back together, I think. I don't really know. <laughs> like, um, we, I mean, you know, we're, we're good together. So, um, yeah, I've been, but now I'm in a situation where I've got to leave again. Yeah. So, yeah, in, be- um, in between. So it's, it's a difficult space for you to be in terms of, um, uh, what's it, everywhere you lay your hats, your home. Yeah, you know, yeah, but, and it's extremely hard because yeah. you're, you're, I'm walking away from everything, you know. I don't have family in Barcelona, you know, and yeah, it's my dream and people, you know, oh, you're so lucky, but the sacrifice it takes and the pain that I've gone through to, to, to get there, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, you know, but I don't ever stray from the goal because I know you know, like I know this is the right thing to do. It's, it's, and if things, things will work out, things yeah. always work yeah, out. Yeah, I, I can, I can see that in you. I can see that in you. The, the belief is, is surreal. Um, it's, it's so, but you can see it there. And I think also just so that we can um, frame all of, all of this last point was when your goal is so clearly defined, mm. you have no choice but to follow it through. It's almost like yeah. somebody writing code. I've got a cousin of mine who programs um, computer games. And they when you program, yeah, they're smart, but they're very black and white. Yeah. They're, there's yeah, no yeah. one, they're just straight, like proper Rain Man type thing. You know, yeah, their yeah. numbers don't lie. They're brutal. Yeah. They don't lie. And you code and you put the wrong number in, you know, the game won't play. You, you yeah. code codes, codes um, an instruction on a, pl- a plane on autopilot, it will crash. It's, yeah, it's exactly. that brutal. So when you write down your goals in a very clear way, almost like a computer code, I will mm-hmm. do this. Yeah. Yeah. You're compelled to do that because you have no other rigor room. It's like sometimes exactly. when people do goals and I sit down with them and they talk about their goals and they they go past one sentence to two sentences to a paragraph to half a page. Mm. They're introduced in so many rooms for maneuver. Yeah. yeah? Too much. It too much, you know, and what, what you said is it's very clear, you know what you're going for. So, you know, I, I salute you for, for that part of your journey. And, you know, you'll find people coming to your path because they know exactly what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, exactly. I wouldn't worry about that too much. Um, You know, I, the t- t- earlier today I had a podcast with um Jonas, who is, like I said, who is um, Jonas Freud, who is a Swedish um martial arts, jujitsu, um, Taekwondo black belt champion. And he, he spoke about um recuperate I, I can never say this word. Recovering. <laughs> Give yourself enough <laughs> giving yourself enough time to recover from injuries, recovers from your day, sleeping, all of that kind of stuff. He spent a lot a long time talking about recuperation. That's the word. Recuperation. You know, yes. how it's understated. Particularly people who live in the cities, right? The street lamps never street lamps never turn off, so they never turn off. You know how do you get downtime? What do you do to to recuperate? <laughs> um, what do I do to recuperate? So with me, I the one fault that I have <laughs> is sometimes I don't know when to stop. 
Yeah. So sometimes I can burn myself out. So I have to, I have to, I do really have to monitor my training. Um, but you know, things like yoga, playing with my dog, um, having what a dog bath. do you have? What dog do you have? He's a staff. He's a staff, staff baby. Staff. Yeah, yeah. I've seen on the WhatsApp picture. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, keep doing. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, I can give you an example. So we've, the, oh God, this is a tough one because I wouldn't, so there's things, when I was a personal trainer, there's things that I would do to myself that I wouldn't advise people to do. Yeah. But the human body is a amazing thing. I, when I came back um, recently from, from Barcelona, you know, I started running, I put on a lot of weight. I went up to about 97 kilos. I started running. I thought, you know, I haven't run in a while. Mr. Um, Mr. Smart, I'm going to do a 10 K run. I didn't have any trainers. <laughs> Left all my stuff what? in. Tim's. In, uh, uh, Tim's. In, <laughs> yeah. Barcelona. So I put an old pair of trainers on. I probably had for seven years or something. And um, I went for a run. And it fucks me. So mm. I don't know if you know what plant, plantar fasciitis is. Um, no, I will know. No. Your plantar fascia, it's a ligament that runs from your, um, almost from the bottom of your calf, across your heel and down to sort of the middle of your um, foot. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I couldn't walk on it. Like I, it was like every morning I'm like, fuck, I can't walk on my mm-hmm. foot. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? So I left it for four weeks. It didn't get any better. I was reading on um, online. It said, you know, you can have this problem for years. Some people, sometimes it needs to be surgically corrected. So I'm like, right, four weeks, I'll give it one more week. Mm. One more week, what am I doing now? I'm putting new trainers on, I'm strapping it up and I'm running. Because I'm like, look, it's not getting better. Mm. So now I'm going to start making it get better. Now it's going to have the force to get better. (laughs) So, you know, because your body, it's got no choice. It's going to have to, David Goggins talks about callousing your mind or callousing your body a lot. And that's exactly what it's got to do. Ligaments, tendons, I know they need time to heal. They need time to recover. But when, when you know, some things don't get better, you know, I've had these problems, I've had ligament problems, I've had broken bones, or whatever. When a certain period of time goes past, if you just sit on it, it's just going to get weak, yeah. you know? So you've got to start making your body react to it. So I just start running on it, you know? I start running on it and it hurts. Of course it hurts, but I just block the pain out and I keep going. Are you still doing the 10Ks? No. Or you're reducing them. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. You, you, you're being smart about it, aren't you? You're being I'm smart. Being smart. Yeah, yeah, I'm only doing like, um, no, really short runs, so they're like two miles. Um, just, just to, but I'm running once a week yeah. and I'm, I'm making sure I do that, you know, whereas, um, I've always said, you know, injuries separate men from the boys, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's people that have injuries and they're, oh, I'm out, you know, mm-hmm. no, 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 this, this is time to, to strap your boots on. Well, it's a a note to myself. I'm going to get my jogging trainers and do something. But my problem is I've got a very heavy gait. So when I run, it's like the Hulk. Like I pound the I pound the earth. I don't don't have a don't have that, that I don't have a spring buck like uh, you know like so, like Bambi. Yeah. No, no, I'm pounding the paper like bam, 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 yeah. bam. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a I don't know if it's Under Armour or, or one, but if you look up um, 
you know Michelin tires? Yeah. Yeah. So if you look up Michelin tire trainer, I think mm. Under Armour do it. But I was listening to Joe Rogan podcast, and they were talking about um, this trainer. And he said, man, honestly, it's like running on clouds. Yeah, I need that. So that might <laughs> give it a look. Yeah, as, long as, as long as the cost is not prohibited, but I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. <laughs> I'll check yeah. it out because there's a science to those running trainers, aren't they? There's a science yeah, to that. I can't sure. be running in my Jordans. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, no. So, um, yeah. Um, Lee, it's been it's been fantastic. You you covered a lot of ground in this these last forty minutes. And um, again, you guys out there, stay tuned in because Lee's dropping bombs all over the place. All right. Any last words, Lee? Um, no, just I don't think so. Thank you for having me again. It's been been great to catch up. Um, no, we, said we said we're going to do this. We said we're going to do this, right? We said we're going to do this, right? So we're doing it. <laughs> We're doing it. We're doing it. No, it's an absolute pleasure. And um, to all the listeners, I hope you're all well and keeping safe. Um, keep your heads up. It's not going to last forever. We'll be back soon. Amen to that. Amen to that. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out micdropclub.com and get the show notes and useful links. Subscribe to the podcast. Don't just live life. 